You're listening to the Ottawa Real Estate Podcast, brought to you by Referral Mortgages and Blue Panda Realty, with your hosts, Paul Stevenson, David Warren, and Greg Campbell. Let's see what's going on in the world of real estate in our nation's capital. Yep. We're back again. It's the Ottawa Real Estate Podcast. Uh, Thank you for tuning in. Here we are. We are here to talk about mortgages, real estate, whatever else we want to talk about. My name is Paul Stevenson. I'm here as always with Greg Campbell and David Warren. I am one of the owners and a mortgage agent at Referral Mortgages. David is also an owner and a mortgage agent at Referral Mortgages. And Greg Campbell, aka Big Stuff, aka many other things, wizard, magician, wizard, I the like man, uh, partner, realtor, <laughs> Blue Panda Realty. Gentlemen, all right. How are we doing? How's the week? How's the weekend? Great. Weekend was okay. Week was good. Market's crazy. I don't know what else to say. David? Uh, last week was uh, pretty terrible on the, uh, the work-wise. <laughs> there was uh, a lot of, lot of frigged up deals and uh, things going sideways. Clients suing their own deal at the lawyers. It was very stressful. Really? Yeah, hopefully, that, uh, hopefully those get resolved today. <laughs> and was and and was a lot of that based on uh, just multiple offers or just silly? No, no, nothing to do with that. Just yeah, just stupidity. Just bad. Just, just stupidity <laughs> is what it was. Yeah, it was about everything that we talk about that we tell people not to do. Yes, pretty well. So I've referenced <laughs> last week's episode. I must have referenced at least ten times in my conversations last week, just because of all the like the stats you gave, Greg. Everyone's asking what's happening with home prices. What's going on? Is the market about to crash? Are we buzzing? Like, uh, there's a lot of talk and a lot of a lot of murmurs. Um, we're here to set the record straight. That's what we do here at Toe Rep. <laughs> we set the record. <laughs> set the record straight every week. We tell you when to buy, when to sell. Uh, you know, no you know, you know what I like though. I do like that we're getting a, a lot. Like the comments are increasing week over week, and so are the views. And it means that a lot of people are really active and paying attention to what's going on in Ottawa. And it's it's exciting to see that we're recognized as a uh, as a knowledge base, I guess, a resource for, uh, for what's happening as a resource. As a resource, I had a few uh, private messages from people uh, talking about greed again. Greed. Oh yeah. How mm. everyone's greedy and the agents are greedy and everything. And I'm like, and I just tell them, I'm like, you know, I'm like, you guys can blame, you know, the government for, for that. I go that no one's really greedy. We're just doing what we're supposed to do and doing what's what we in guiding our clients in the best way that we can f- for their mm. situation. You know? Yeah. It's, I would uh, say really if, if there was... a lot of people hate, a lot of people hate the industry and feel like they've been like, like snuffed out or something. Like they're just, they can't be involved. Yeah, if you could set your own fees, like you know, if realtors were charging tw- you know twenty percent to sell a home, and and it was a, a market like this where you know you, you you have no choice, you have to use a realtor and you have to pay this price, but it's not like the the the, the cost is the same. There's actually less homes, so it's actually harder for realtors to do their job right now because there's you know four thousand realtors and six hundred homes or seven hundred homes. Um, you know, it's it's tough. Yeah. It's not an easy. It's not an easy job at all. It's a lot of sleepless nights. A lot of many hours that go into each individual client and each individual file. And um, yeah, anyone who's, who's talking about, uh, you know, like you said, Greg, uh, people being greedy. It's like, what? So people think it's a cash cow. It's hilarious. It's the job is so difficult. It's very stressful. I laugh at it. It's very stressful. Of those 4,000 realtors, you know, people forget that it's only a few that actually perform of that 4,000. It's a massive uh, subset that, you know, are having to have other part-time jobs or, or, you know, really only doing a few transactions a year, but, yeah. 
Yeah, I know it's been a, uh, it's been a definitely a crazy start to the year. I know, uh, mm-hmm. we talked about some of the stats last week, Greg, that, uh, that you were going over. Um, I doubt yeah. anything's really improved this week. No, let's do uh let's get into a quick, quick update and then we'll uh, bring in our special guests. Yes. <laughs> so yes, uh, the guests. what's, what's their first, is that Barhaven up top? Barhaven. Yeah. Steven. Okay. So Barhaven, let's get into that. This is just a quick breakdown again, for anyone that missed last week, I'm just doing a, a update on t- townhome stats for Barhaven, uh, um, Barhaven and I added Riverside South to this too. Actually, you don't see it on there. Barhaven, Riverside South, uh, Canada, Stittsville, and then Orleans. So uh, in Barhaven right now, as of last week, we have 12 actives between 500 and 760K. Again, I want to remember that these low listing numbers, uh, some of them are, you know, just uh, not where they should be. Uh, we had five sold. Average list price was 618. Average sale price was 755. Average days on market four. Now, a lot of this, uh, the four days on market, especially what we did see was a lot of people were still posting up offers accepted, but we'll look at preemptives. So there was a ton of preemptive offers last week that ended up in multiples and went. Um, but I believe now that that's probably going to go away because everyone realizes that there's enough buyers out there looking that they can wait till the actual offer day and get more like potentially more money for their, for their seller. Um, instead of taking a preemptive, but we'll see. This is for the week, correct? This is for the week. This is for the week. Yeah. Last Monday till, to this Monday. Uh, let's go to the next one. What do we have? So Canada Stittsville, uh, six active between 685 K and 730 K, uh, 11 sold in the last week, average list price, 671 average sale price, 764 average days on market 11. So, I mean, it's, it's different. Yeah. Part of that could be of, uh, anyways, um, the 764 is up from last week. Uh, we see where this is going. I want to mention that there was one sale in Canada last week, which blew my mind. Let's, uh, I'm just going to bring this up here. Um, so it was Petra private Petra is like, um, they're three story. They're really big three story homes in Canada lakes. There was one listed for 829. It was a row unit. Uh, excuse me, sold for 1.2 million. Excuse me. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And, and we've talked about it like a lot on the show. I don't know how that's going to appraise. Like that's cash. That's a cash buyer. There's no, there's no other way around it. I, it's not, it's not appraising. No, it's not appraising at all. Anyways, let's go on to the next one. We got Orleans, um, nine are active between 475, 710 K. Uh, again, the low price, we know what that's there for seven sold average list price, 600 average sales price was 658. So we do see that Orleans again is at the lower end, more bang mm. for the buck. If people are shopping, uh, and they're out of the market in Canada, they might want to come and look in, uh, in Orleans, Canada, Stittsville. But then of course that'll drive the prices up in Orleans. As we know, <laughs> uh, another comment that I want to mention is Barhaven. Uh, I forgot about this one. There was a big one on the uh on the weekend or that or actually i think it was yeah i guess it was the the weekend i never know anymore these things are just moving so fast i feel so, like i feel like last week was okay well cook's mills so 769 sold for 899 three bedroom and unit row town four bath nice but i mean nine hundred thousand. so we're getting into these silly numbers here again um and it's just a matter of uh, where do we go? We got to hope that more uh, more more uh, properties come out on the market, especially after we see what happens with the interest rates tomorrow. So prediction: that being when it said, hits a million, when the townhomes hit when a million, when it hits a million, right? 
When, yeah. What's the what's the prediction on that? How much time? <laughs> How much time until average. more homes come out? No, till they I, hit a million. Till till they hit till a million. Hit a million till, till the towns hit a million. I mean, we'll say next February. Never. I hope never. Next February. I mean, um, so ridiculous. quick update. Oxford Mills, Dave, that house that you were talking about, yeah. sold oh, okay. for one hundred fifty thousand over asking. Yeah. One fifty last week. Over. I know we said we were going to give an update. So anyone who's listening, Oxford Mills, we said it was ninety two showings. Went for one hundred and fifty thousand over asking price. Twelve offers. So. Twelve offers. Uh, the person that bought it was not from Ottawa. Yeah, yeah. They're uh, Peter. And Robert, I was just, actually. I was just speaking with a client uh, on on my drive uh, to get to the studio here in my house. Um, I was talking to her this morning, and she's buying a new build, uh, Manatic. Doesn't close till next May, and uh, the list price is essentially one point one in Manatic for a new build that she won in a lottery. Yeah. <laughs> so I was like, wow. Okay. Let's get to it. Um, yeah, that's insane. I mean, the, the prices, and again, this goes back. She asked me at the very end of the, sh- at the end of the call, like, you know, where do you, do you think home prices are going to come down, you know, off, off record? I said, well, I'll say it on record. Cause I do it every week. Um, <laughs> like, I don't think home <laughs> prices are coming down at all anytime soon, at least. Uh, and I know we keep saying that, but, um, Greg, maybe we, if we could ask, maybe if we had another expert here that we could talk to about this. We have somebody. We have a very special guest. It just so happens. No. It just so happens that we have somebody here with us. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, I'm, I'm very proud to announce a special guest on uh, the Ottawa Real Estate Podcast today. We have Penny Toronto, who is the current president of the Ottawa Real Estate Board. She has been a licensed, licensed realtor, broker since 2003. Uh, before that, she was in the new home build business, and um, she's been on almost every committee at the Ottawa Real Estate Board. So I think we have a very knowledgeable expert yeah. with us today. So let's bring her in, Stephen Hopkins. Yes. All right, hey, Penny. Hi, guys. Thanks a lot. I hope I, I, hope I live up to that uh, introduction. So, uh, I was, I, I you will. I was coming on here to talk about the NFL uh, championship. Oh, but I guess the best don't. weekend in football ever. <laughs> yeah. Welcome, Penny. Yeah. Yeah, thanks a lot. It's great being here. So, Penny, I mean, I guess uh, I, I did the intro. Uh, do you want to tell us well, a little I'm bit more about yourself? To your, first of all, you guys, yeah. you know, you got to start adding like, core areas into your statistics here. You know, there's lots of there's lots of neighborhoods in this in the center of the city oh, yeah. that are get they're doing incredibly well. Um, but just talking about your townhomes there, I showed a property uh, yesterday. It overlooks the, the river in Britannia, and it's okay. a townhome. And it's completely, completely dated. It needs the whole thing needs to be renoed, and it's they're asking one point two million. Whoa! What's the address on that one? It's a two hundred six Kehoe. Oh yeah, okay. I'm gonna check. I used to live in Britannia Village. I know that street very well. Yeah, and it's like, a great spot. You know, and you know, you just there's just you know, no rhyme or reason. Like you just can't, you know. You just, just throw it up uh, and see we'll, what happens. We'll see what they get. And they're holding off offers. So it'll be very interesting to see what that property gets. Oh, yeah. This is Todd's, right? Yeah. Okay. I saw them. So, so, I'm posting so, so on that note, Penny, where do you, you know, you heard us talking about the different areas and, and this past week's prices, you know, list to, to sell prices. Where where are you seeing? I mean, we've talked about it at nauseum. Um, the three of us, you know, be interested to see what your thoughts are on the market right now in Ottawa and, and where you're kind of seeing it move over the coming months. Well, and I'm pretty active in the field and, um, you know, I've been involved in like every, every, every deal we've been doing, whether it's on the buying side or the selling side is in, is in multiple offers 
kind of went crazy. Like December, I thought, had kind of gotten a bit quiet. And now January is, seems like it's just back to the way it was. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I sold one in Craig Henry. Uh, you know, it was listed at $8.99. It sold for $1.1 million. And it was on a, you know, on a, on a through street in Craig Henry. But it was a nice property with a pool. But I don't even think the sellers were expecting to get that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, so uh, every property I've been in has been on, you know, in multiple offers, even on the, even in the country. I'm showing properties in the country and they're all going way over. You know, they're having, you know, some of them are having 10 to 15 offers, mm-hmm. no matter so, where you are. Penny, did you know about that property out in Oxford Mills? Like, have you had you heard of that? Uh, I know it's outside the Ottawa N- core, but. No, I hadn't heard about that one. So, it, you know, we talk about this many times, but, you know, there's all this uh, every, I mean, the three of us, and I'm sure you're asked all the time too, like, when is the market going to correct itself? When's it going to balance out? Like, do you think that the market is unbalanced? And if so, like what has to happen either through government intervention or through listings? Like what has to happen to get back to a balanced market in your opinion? Okay, so that's a great question. So first of all, you know, I because I was been on a lot of committees, you know, I, I, I go on, I've been in a lot of, uh, you know, whether it's uh, meetings or whatever, people behind the scenes. So I remember last year being in a meeting with uh, CMHC and CMHC was saying that, you know, this problem, this supply problem, didn't just start in the last couple of years. They actually, they, he said, they said the cities should have seen it coming mm-hmm. starting in 2015. Mm-hmm. And it's, you know, it's a it's simple economy. It's a supply problem. So what has to happen is a good question because I mean, I don't even think we're actually seeing reality at the moment because of the pandemic things are, you know, we're not, immigration's not happening the way it would be happening normally. You know, people are still at home. Um, but, The municipalities have to work together with the cities and the provinces to make it easier to to, to do something about development fees, to to make it easier to, to, you know, to to build infills, to make it easier. You know, these single detached home neighborhoods where they're so adamant about not having other types of residents, like uh, townhomes or semi-detached, that has to that has to that has to be curbed. Mm-hmm. There has to be a way to, you know, to allow people to to build more houses on the properties that we currently have, because there's just too much, too much. I'll give you some interesting statistics if you want to know that I, I was do. at the uh, Ottawa Economic Summit, mm-hmm. just to, just about the downtown core, which kind of blew my mind, you know, when you think about it. So there was, I went to the Ottawa Economic Outlook, it was like about a month ago, four or five weeks ago, and they had Michael Gregory there, who is the chief economist of BMO. Mm-hmm. And they had this other woman there, Mary Rowe, who was from the Canadian Urban Institute. Okay, so just some interesting numbers to do with the GDP. Okay, so okay, so we know inflation's hovering around four and a half percent. I think that's pretty standard right now. I think that's a pretty acceptable yeah. number. Yeah. There's four thousand technical jobs being advertised. There's a there's an extreme shortage of high tech workers and and I, I was talking to a client here in Ottawa, so he was telling me that they're offering a thousand dollars to their employees for a referral for an interview. He said and then they were offering five thousand dollars for a hire. And he said his company alone was looking for a hundred people. He said that was just the tip of the iceberg. He told me there was the the high tech companies. He said are so short of employees. Mm-hmm. That they're starting to now that now they're paying the referral fees just for the interview. That's wild. So we haven't seen that coming in. Like we haven't seen that influx of people yet, mm-hmm. right? So 
they said 10% of the GDP has been saved by Canadians. So 10%. So they said there's billions and billions of dollars in savings in, 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 you know, Canadians have billions of dollars of savings. And so then he said, of course, you know, the only thing that can solve this is the interest rates going up, which that's debatable to me. If you know, the interest rates going up, all you're doing is hurting the people who are trying to get into the market. All you're hurting are all you're hurting are those same people who are struggling to get into the market because the people on the higher end side, what's a quarter percent going to do to them? What's a half percent going to do to them? Well, and those are probably the people with the billions in the, in the savings too, right? So if rates go up, it only segments the market the market even further, so that only those people can now buy homes, right? Exactly, like exactly. So well, well, but but there's some interesting numbers about Ottawa's core, though, which is kind of actually I, I kind of you know I think we all kind of you know scaffold when we heard this. Right. So most downtowns create 15% of the GDP for a local economy. They house 4% of the residents. They have 17% of the jobs and they cover 0.2% of the land area, which I, I, th- I thought these numbers were really interesting. Hmm. So in Ottawa, it covers 0.3% of the land area. It's 24% of the jobs. And it's responsible for 22% of our GDP. Mm. Okay. And 40, 40% of the space downtown is leased by the federal government. And the foot traffic is down by 73% in the downtown core. Mm-hmm. And the office vacancy is 10.5%. So it was a very interesting conversation about having to restore the core. Because mm-hmm. absolutely. Everybody's sitting at home working, right? Like, you know, we're, we're very fortunate in Ottawa. Most people are, you know, we're highly employed here. But we've got to create more supply. Like, I don't know. They've got to work with, you know, they've got to work with the builders. They've got to, they all have to work together. They all have to work in tandem, whether it's creating incentives for people to build, whether it's, you know, easing the restrictions. I mean, I hear some horror stories about uh, people trying to build something, just say, you know, say an infill. And, you know, that you, you you don't get approved because you're, you know, your bike lane's not wide enough. These kind of things have to be, we have to, we have to work on these things together to make it easier. The restrictions, the, the restrictions the city has for development are pretty ludicrous. Um, I was speaking with a developer client of mine two weeks ago. We were looking at <clears throat> 33 acres in CARP to develop on. And the city said, you can't do anything with this. Um, it was wanting to build a mixture of uh, rentals. So, you know, six to 12 unit building rentals, uh, row homes, you know, on this 33 acres, basically maximize as much as possible. And that's out in CARP. They won't let you develop on the land period, do anything with it. Um, You know, so we've got people that are trying to also develop and build. um, And and with that, there's nothing else nearby. Um, You know, there's some estate homes that are on three acre lots beside, but they don't want anything, even on three acre parcels, they didn't even want to sever it to, to 10 homes. Um, things like that. It, you know, I, the clients of mine that build, uh, that, that do infills, whether it be multi-residential or anything, you know, when you got $20,000 in development fees alone, plus park in lieu of, uh, cash in lieu of parkland, plus your permit fees, you know, uh, they build a, yeah. for, building a four unit in Rockland and it's 80,000 in development fees on their own before getting into permits, before getting into anything else. <clears throat> it's, yeah. it's wild. Yeah, all those things have to be, uh, you know, all those things have to be worked on. Listen, there's another aspect to the to the supply chain too here. And I, when it comes to inventory of homes, there's a huge demand for 
you know, in-law suites, secondary suites. Mm-hmm. Uh, when I, when I was selling new homes long you know, way back when I told, I, I told the builder at that time, I said, if somebody would build a house with a secondary unit attached, say 800, a thousand square feet, not in your home. They don't want to turn your living room into a home. They want to turn, they need a, a private dwelling, but you can, you can be close to them. So we, so we did a nanos, we, we, we got nanos involved and, you know, the real estate board with the government community relations committee, and they conducted a poll between, you know, uh, residents and realtors. And I kept saying that, you know, there's a huge demand for this, where this Nepean's the second largest, uh, elder, uh, you know, uh, retirement community next to Victoria. And so I used mm. to say way back when there's a huge and people would combine two P they would combine two homes to do this. So they would sell two homes to get a home like this. And anyways, the, the statistics were overwhelming. It was like 34% of people, you know, in the, in the sandwich generation, you know, who are taking care of parents and still have kids were concerned about where their parents are going to go in the next five years. It was actually mm-hmm. overwhelming. I, I was actually surprised. I knew I was going to prove the point. I didn't think it was going to be proven that strongly. And so people said there's there, and especially with the pandemic, because now people are more concerned with, with, you know, what came out, you know, with our homes, with our seniors' homes. Now people are afraid to put their parents, you know, yeah. in, in a senior's home if they can avoid it. So there's huge, there's a huge opportunity there for somebody to build the types of properties that this city needs. You don't, you, the idea is not to just build properties. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The idea is to make sure you're building the properties that is in demand. Well, I'll tell you, we've certainly seen a big uptick and, and Dave, correct me if I'm wrong. If you're seeing it, I'm certainly seeing way more files where people are adding in brothers, sisters, parents, and not because they need the income, but because they're actually going to be living together. Like they're buying the house together to live in like families, brothers and sisters with their spouses, with their kids, or with the, with the in-law suite, like you said, or they're buying a place planning to convert the bottom, you know, the basement into a dwelling for their parents. That's happening way more in the last two years, for sure. There's been an uptick. It might not be, you know, doubling, but there's certainly like, I'm seeing it way more than I would have previously. Listen, we have a couple of, we have a handful of communities here. You know, we have a handful of communities that have adult lifestyle bungalows. So not everybody's ready to go into a condo right away. Not everybody's ready. They still want a little yard. They still want a garden. They still want to, you know, putter around, you know, their garage or whatever. Um, But we only have a couple, we only have a handful of those. And some of them are, you know, placed right in the middle of of their family neighborhoods. And that's Mm. not what I, and that's not the type of thing I'm referring to. Right. But there's the thing is to make sure that we're building what is in need and not just building for the sake of building or building just for profit. You know, the idea is to build what's in demand. Mm-hmm. Well, and Dave, I mean, we've talked about this as well, Penny, but there's that new um, the development on Preston. Uh, is it Soho, Dave? The one that was it's yeah, all rentals Soho, now? Italia. Yeah. So they were they were originally building it as as owner occupied and then they got 100 percent financing and decided, well, let's actually make these all rentals. Mm-hmm. So now this whole building is being converted to rentals when those could easily be, you know, they were originally purposed to be uh, well, condos, so, right? So, so that's a good segue. And that's good, a good segue into you know, this morning's numbers just for, you know, for um, info here. For everyone. So right now, there's, so, so there's about 1,500 and some active listings right now in Ottawa. Mm-hmm. 690 of those are rentals. Mm-hmm. 
So really, so do the math, mm-hmm. right? There's always about 800 and some houses mm-hmm. for sale. And that includes the Rideau, St. Lawrence, that includes Cornwall, that includes our sharing, uh, you know, boards. Yeah. So look, look how many rentals are on the market. That's a good point. Because I think when you said that last week, Greg, I definitely assumed we were talking like, you know, Cumberland to Canada. I didn't realize we were including all the uh, the outskirts as well. Yeah. Yeah. Anything that shows uh, up on the board will be would be those. Yeah. So it's it's more, it's extended. Yeah. And so, you know, and what do you think about the rental prices, Penny? Where do you think that's going to go based on this? Well, I, uh, well, uh, again, you know, I think the, the rental prices have kind of gone up, you know, proportionately to the, you know, mm-hmm. house prices. And I think it's, uh, it's super hard for people to find an affordable rental. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, uh, you know, when you have when rentals starting at usually like 17, 1800, not everybody is in that category. There are people mm-hmm. that still need, you know, 1100, 1200. There's, you know, and I just, you see the prices of the rentals going up and up and up. And, you know, also when people buy investment properties, you know, of course they're going to try to get as much rent as possible, but they're starting their rents, you know, quite high. But I think that, that I think the rental market, it will, you know, I, I think that curbs itself a little quicker than, mm-hmm. than the, the, you know, uh, sales. I think that, you know, people have to take what they get at some point, but I mm-hmm. still think it's really difficult for people who are, you know, in the, uh, in a, in a moderate income, I still mm-hmm. think it's really difficult to get an affordable rental. You know, the, on, on that point about affordable rentals, I mean, it is <clears throat> a lot of that does come down to, again, that supply side where the governments aren't building enough affordable housing for these individuals. I mean, we've got home prices up and, and you know, individuals buying a, you know, a single family rental or a single apartment, they're not going to, they're not going to quell this, this necessity or this need for affordable housing. That's, you know, that's really the government that needs to create this added supply that they're just not creating that. Um, I would and, say as a taxpayer, I would be more than happy to take, you know, some of the, a large amount of tax that we're paying uh, and allocating it to affordable housing, like true affordable housing where people can, you know, pay, like you said, a thousand dollars to have a house for them and their kids, as opposed to, you know, literally scraping by and, and paying $2,000 for, for a three bedroom townhome. Well, I, I was at a mayor's breakfast a couple of years ago and there was uh, the gentleman from CMHC and now I forget his name. I don't think he's there anymore. And uh, I, when they keep talking about affordable housing, I said, okay, what is, uh, so I stood up and I said, okay, what do you, what do you mean when you say affordable housing? Mm-hmm. Like, what is that? What does that even mean? Sounds good. And then, you know, the, my, the answer I got, good question. The, the building that Paul said, was We've never really to. defined it. Like what does affordable housing mean? That like, affordable is different to everyone. CMHC, CMHC as of right now has effectively deemed affordable housing uh, in their category for this development that Paul was talking about on Preston, where they converted the So Italia, a Gluckstein design condo from a sale to rentals. They finance it under the CMHC affordable housing construction program. $90 million, 100% financing, amortized over 50 years at 0% interest. In order to get that, they have to have 30% of their units affordable housing. Affordable housing to them is under 30, 30% under the area in the hospital. Uh-oh. And, and, uh, and for Little Italy is an average of about 175000 So... 
the affordable housing rental rate in that building can be $2,800 a month. Yeah. yeah. That, that's what they've, you know, they, they deem it on based on a specific area, not on the city, not Crazy. on a set amount. So you can, that in that building, the rents can be astronomical and they, and for CMHC, this is satisfactory. Why not give a tax incentive to individual uh, landlords? Yeah. Why not give tax incentives to landlords who are renting out their properties? Why not? Why not? Instead, instead of taxing them, you know, uh, uh, you know, on the high end, why don't you incentivize them to to lower their rents? Well, that would mean the government's yeah. getting less tax, Penny. That's I right. know. <laughs> I, that, yeah, I, yeah, exactly. How dare you? That, that is, that How is dare you suggest that? <laughs> How dare you suggest that? Oh man. <laughs> Um, no, that's a great, that's yeah. a great idea, actually. Canada. Um, yeah. Um, so, you know, with the, we're still early January, Penny, we'll, we'll just bring you back on, uh, sometime later in the year too, just to kind of get the, uh, the, the later market update, but where, where do you kind of, you know, we know there's a supply issue rates are obviously still currently very affordable. Um, where do you see things going kind of leading into the spring market? Okay. So, you know, as we know, you know, Typically, you know, the market goes up, you know, but before, before 2018, you know, the markets were going up, you know, three to 7%, you know, annually. And since then, it's been crazy, you know, we're in the 20s, you know, 20 to 25% per year, which I don't believe is sustainable for any length of time. I think our, our, our monthly increases, we'll, we'll know better, like bring me back in April, because we'll know better how those monthly increases are going. Because right now we don't even know we don't even have January stats out yet. Mm-hmm. Um, but what I'm seeing right now, just myself, anecdotally, anecdotally, it's still going crazy. So I just don't think it's sustainable. I think it. I think, and I think you know we've been we've got a you know, harsh winter started. I think people might be reluctant to you know uh, put their houses for sale right now. But as as we get closer now into the spring, I think oh, I'm saying closer to the spring because I'm dreaming that it'll be spring. Um, <laughs> you don't like the minus forty? <laughs> I'm, I'm not a winter person. Um, I, I well, you know right now it's hard to say that it's not going yeah, the same exactly. because it is. But I don't think the increases will be as drastic. I I I I just don't think it's sustainable. Yeah, you know, I just. It would be uh, nice. See, the numbers will tell the tale, right? I, I mean, like so far, there's been 550 residential sales in Ottawa, like in the last 25 days, mm-hmm. and there's been 205 condo sales. Right. That's so, definitely down from last year, if, yeah, if I remember correctly. That's what I was yeah, say. So we so have what, another... How does that compare to last year? Even where last year it was a mm-hmm. wild market because there wasn't enough supply, wasn't it? So now you're asking me the tough questions, David, because I don't have last year's January statistics. <laughs> I feel like yeah, yeah I but, feel like it was Greg mentioned it last week, but I think it was like 1,200 sales or something in January for single family. It was something along those lines. Year. I remember it being almost double last January. Maybe I can't remember. Like prices, t- yeah. Like I think it's down around fifty. I think it's down about fifty percent. You know, and yeah. that's and last January. Well, there's another week all, to go. There's another week yeah. to go. So True. lots can happen sure. in a week. So there's yeah. another week to go. So, but so far that's, those are the numbers so far. Warm weekend. People are going to be out shopping, you know, um, restrictions are well, coming up. We did up have too. a bad week last week with the weather. So that could have put a little bit of a break, you know, mm. breaks on a few people. Restrictions are supposed I, to be lifted on the 31st too. So that'll hopefully, uh, you know, people will be out and about, uh, you know, we'll see. That's I think we'll see we've some got movement. restrictions. We've got restrictions potentially being lifted. And then we got the rate changes apparently happening tomorrow. So, I mean, I think after that 26, happens, 26 is the announcement. So Wednesday, oh, sorry. So tomorrow, Wednesday. I guess if so, you're listening to this, yes, tomorrow. 
Yeah, <laughs> true. So I think Do we know that, what we're we expecting that rate change to be. It, the Bank of Canada will, they'll, inc- I, I would be shocked if they don't increase prime. Uh, they'll, I mean, anytime they increase prime, it's at a quarter point at a time. So they'll likely set the tone. This, this speech that they'll do on the 26 will be set the tone for the remainder of the year of how mm-hmm. they foresee um, them, you know, scheduling rate changes. And, and they always indicate at the beginning of the year to give the markets also a heads up as far as what they're expecting. Obviously, you got economists everywhere from CIBC today saying that they're expecting, you know, to basically hold all the way to national banks saying they think there's going to be 11 increases, you know, which is ludicrous. I think it, it, wow. we've talked about it. We think it's going to be, I think it's going to be about three to four, uh, but they, they always wait, you know, it's a quarter point at a time. They'll typically wait a couple of months, let things stabilize and then, and reevaluate. But this Wednesday's speech will be, uh, imagine prime at 5%. It just reminds me of when I sold new homes, you know, when I was selling new homes, uh, in the, in the like late nineties, early two thousands, and the rates were hovering around 5%. Mm-hmm. And at that time they were considered really good, right? Everybody yeah. was freaking out that they were 5%. And I'll never forget the mortgage, you know, the, the representatives from the banks would come in and visit me. And I'm, I'll never forget, you know, one of them coming in and saying, oh, my gosh, Penny, you got to get everybody to buy right now because they are going to get these rates back up within a year to like 10, 11 percent. Mm-hmm. He said, so you better make sure everybody, you know, gets, you know, purchases. Buckle up. <laughs> but it's so funny because all happened. they did from there was just keep, keep going down. And I just I just find it, you know, we don't realize how interest rates were at one point so high. And now if it goes below, you know, 3%, people are freaking Sky's out. Falling. They think that, yes. Yeah, when, when money is so cheap. So the to give, the to give you an idea, right before, so February of 2020, Prime was at 3.95. We're at 2.45. So even if rates increase if we get six bank uh bank of canada increases that would only equal then what we were at february of 2020 and that's the highest that prime rate of 395 was the highest it, it had been over the last 12 years um so the likelihood of it even topping out at that um you know in the in the next year and a half will be pretty unlikely uh because they're going to have to adjust you know give it time let the economy adjust before uh, increasing again. So, you know, for people that are, you know, worried about prime increase or anything like that, I mean, be mindful right before the pandemic, we were at three, nine, five. So even if you're on prime, a lot of the the variable rates right now are prime minus one prime minus 1.1. You're still going to be on a variable rate. You're still going to be at, you know, 2.75, 2.85. If it went, if it actually goes back to pre the pre pandemic high of the last 12 years for prime, um, you know, it's, there's still, the rates are still minor. exceptionally low and you would need, you know, we've talked about it before, certainly going variable would, is your, your better option as opposed to fixed right now. Fixed, they're, they're topping over three, over 3% now. What, and, and what does it take guys in, in Canada, what would it take to make, to have a crash that everybody talks about? They're waiting for the crash. It's going to happen. We're all going to be screwed. What what would that look like? Like what? How would that ha- even happen? Does anyone have like a, a idea? I mean, we've kind of shown over the pandemic of, of you know they took a lot of lessons from two thousand eight and the housing crisis there and and instituted a lot of financial uh, you know they propped up the economy this past couple of years. They printed money, brought in a lot of stimulus that that. You know, we even saw shutdowns completely, complete shutdowns, and 
our economy grew. Um, you know, I think they've they've took taken a lot from from a, a financial and economic policy standpoint that it would you would basically need a world war at this point for for Canada's right. job sector to really crash. I well, mean, as far as Ottawa goes, like I was saying, I think I kind of you know jumped around from topic to topic. But as I was saying before, when I was on a, a meeting with uh, the C- people from CMHC and they were saying that, you know, um, that's one of the reasons why they weren't doing any appraisals in Ottawa, right, for the couple of years, because they felt that Ottawa was actually correcting. They felt that Ottawa was undervalued for quite a long time. Mm-hmm. So they weren't even doing appraisals. I think now, David, correct me if I'm wrong, but I am seeing more. And I think we are seeing maybe more appraisals now, but we're still seeing a lot of houses not getting appraised. Um, and they said they, it was just because they said it was because the, the the market in Ottawa had been undervalued for so yeah. long. They're they're able in the behind the scenes, um, anything that's mortgage default insured, so CMHC, Sage, and Canada Guarantee, uh, they auto they go to they try it every property they auto value them. So right now with the you know how the market's going and constant increases in prices, you know the auto valuations are able to you know they're able to match that those values. Um, we are seeing you know every day I'm get, you know get a commitment and it's needing an appraisal, um, mm-hmm. you know, on conventional banks, anything with 20% down or more, they're actually even they'll try auto valuing, but most of the time they're wanting an appraisal, especially when it's uh, multiple offers and going significantly over list price, it's triggering appraisals as well to ensure that it can be, you know, that it can be uh, uh, the value can be uh, met if you will. But yeah, it's, it, We've had uh, Paul and I have had a few last year. Our group and I mean our brokers were thirty eight. Um, you know, we had I want to say maybe four that in all of last year of you know probably fifteen hundred deals that didn't appraise. So it's you know still a very small mm-hmm. subset. You more so get it on refinances where people think their homes are valued way more. People have a, a misconception of on a on refinances of what their homes are worth because they see you know that one sale of a townhome in, uh, in Canada lakes go for 1.2. So they instantly think that their house is worth 1.2 and mm-hmm. you know, they we need, have a town home. You need multiple sales at that price <laughs> to actually be able to you know provide the three comparables that are needed on that appraisal because somebody, you know, wanted to pay gold bars for one property. Doesn't mean your house is worth, uh, yeah. worth, worth the, uh, worth that as well. So, um, I, I keep waiting for uh, like we were talking about value, like going into the spring market, Penny. I think like I, I keep waiting for some indicator that things are going to balance out, and I just don't see it. Like the things that are the things that are causing prices to continue to rise, which is huge supply issues, and you know just a lot of people migrating into Ottawa and and the city wanting to intensify the population and and the growth. Like there's so many people that want to buy here. And there's no supply. So that is like, just no matter what you do until there is supply, you're going to keep driving prices up because there is money here. Like Dave said, the average household income in Ottawa is the highest in Canada, which means that the prices in Vancouver and Toronto could easily come to Ottawa, in my opinion, because this is where the money is, is where the people are. This is where people want Mm -hmm. to be. And there isn't enough homes here. So if there isn't enough homes and there's a lot of people wanting to buy, well, you know, supply and demand says that's going to drive prices up even higher. So I don't think we've seen the top of the market at all, in my opinion. And I think we're going to continue to see it go up mm-hmm. until we can get that supply under under control. And in, that's not going to happen until restrictions are lifted. Things are kind of back to normal. People are back in factories. Production's happening again. Supply chains are moving. Um, and that's, uh, we're, you know, 
I'd say we're still months away from that. So yeah, I, going I into the spring market and years, yeah. years. Yeah. Well, yeah, yep. I'm being optimistic. Um, no, so, you know, I think definitely, that's definitely 2022, definitely the first half of 2022 for sure. Um, we'll see. But uh, in the meantime, uh, that's why I tell people, you know, not to make this an advertisement, but that's why I tell people make more than ever. Now you, you need to use a realtor. You need to use someone. You, you need to have someone out there, you know, on the buying side, and you definitely need to have a, you know, a professional realtor mm. on the selling side to make sure you get, you know, the maximum dollar and it's done properly. But you definitely need, you know, I see some people, you know, not using realtors to buy, you know, they're, they're just out there shopping on their own. I mean, you've got to have a realtor helping you so that you can, you know, be on top of the market. Navigate the waters. Uh, yeah. Well, uh, Penny, I mean, thanks. Uh, thanks so much for being on. We, we well, will definitely have me. you back on mm. for sure. Thanks for having me. It was great. Lots of fun. Yeah. Penny, you should stick like, around. We're going to do some mood boosts and I think you'd appreciate oh, sure. them. Oh, we, uh, yeah, we end sure. the show. We end the show each week with a couple, uh, couple mood boosters just to get people going for the week. Oh, that would, that, now we're talking <laughs> Monday morning tequila shots. Um, so I got four today. Uh, number one, did you guys hear about the group of babies that formed a gang? They hang out in their crib. Okay. Uh, number two, <laughs> did you hear about the anxious seamstress? She's on pins and needles. Great. <laughs> not even, a, not even a chuckle. <laughs> okay. I got two more. These muted. are, these are decent. Uh, I have a broken guitar for sale. No strings attached. Uh, yeah. And like last but not least, uh, big sale on rowing paddles at my local shop. It's quite an ordeal. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yes. Amazing as usual. So for everyone listening, if you haven't already, <laughs> subscribe or subscribe. Comment. Those are the two options. Subscribe. <laughs> uh, yeah. One of two things, either subscribe or uh, subscribe. Um, yeah. Like us, leave a review if you can. Uh, you know, as always, the show's available on Spotify, Apple. Apple seems to be the number one place for, uh, for podcast listeners. So shout out to all our Apple peeps, our, our, uh, yeah, Apple peeps. Um, and a uh, <laughs> quick shout out to North Brew Coffee. If you go to northbrew.ca and use the promo code podcast, you'll get 20% off all of your coffee orders. Uh, and 20% of your order does go towards uh, helping um, the homeless community. So certainly uh, and get some great coffee and you can do a little good at the same time. Um, we'll be back next week, as always. Uh, we air the shows Tuesday at 10 a.m. So be sure to tune in. And as always, like we said, thanks very much for your support. We are nominated for podcast of the year uh, with the Auto Awards. So please go to Faces Magazine and select the Auto Real Estate Podcast. We love you. And we feel do. free to vote for referral mortgages as well while you're there. But, yeah. uh, you know, it's just another. Yeah. <laughs> Mortgage brokerage <laughs> of the year, referral mortgages. And actually, if there are any agents that are still listening to this ramble at the end, reach out. Reach out. We'd love to chat, love to yeah. connect. And uh, anyone that is looking to buy or sell, we're here for you. We support you. And thank you for your support. (laughs) We'll be back next week, everyone. It's real. It's great. It's so intimate. (laughs) I love it. Great. Thanks a lot, Penny, for being with us. And uh, Greg and Dave. Thanks for having me. Okay. Talk to you soon. See you guys. Bye.
The Ottawa Real Estate Podcast is brought to you by Referral Mortgages, Blue Panda Realty, and Stephen Hopkins Video. Thanks for tuning in. And please remember to like, comment, share, and most importantly, subscribe. We'd love to hear from you.